The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. All right, guys, very excited to welcome back to the program one Mr. Ricky D. I said, look, it was fine having you on the first time. But not do I not only do I need you to win the Millie Maker again yeah. to come back on. That that's too easy. That's too easy. When you have access to the Sims, I mean winning a Millie Maker, like that's just fucking breakfast. What I actually need you to do is I need you to chop the Millie Maker and I need you to chop it with someone who does not have an identical lineup. You know, that's yeah. just kind of my way uh, of saying he'll never come on the program again. But somehow you did in fact chop the Millie Maker with a non-identical lineup. So yeah, that's just how powerful my Sims are. I can just pinpoint that level of accuracy. So, yeah, you know, people you, people say the Sims. You know, how powerful can they be? I mean, that's how powerful they can be. I can't think yeah. of a better example. Yeah, yeah, it's funny though. Like you say, like winning the Millie Maker. It's like sometimes it's it's kind of sounds impressive, and it probably does. But you know, sometimes it's like you're just getting even on the season when you're playing high high levels. So yeah, that's kind of how it went for me. It's not exactly the biggest. It's more of like one of those relief moments when that when that happened. So oh, I would have preferred was, the solo. So that was actually that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because it's yeah. it's something I've noticed, which is that the harder that gambling gets, not just in DFS, not just in the stuff that you and I like, but the harder that it gets uh, to to actually make money on sides and totals. Uh, yeah. I've I've noticed far. A far greater amount. People I never would have anticipated hopping over to the, you know, maybe they're not selling picks, but they're selling tools. Or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have a stew finer picks package, but they're like, oh, you can join my Discord and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about plays and and things like that. So I that was where I wanted to begin. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the sports speculation market, how difficult it is, both in DFS, sports betting, force parlays, whatever. And just sort of your general thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't really branch out all that much in the gambling world. Like I used to play poker professionally and then I did DFS basically. And like, I don't like do any sides and totals. I don't do many parlays or like even prop betting, or I don't do like best ball stuff. Like my, it's no, no. Limited. Yes, you do. Yes. I know. You I know. Do. I, I got called out for like running, like <laughs> I ran a few drafters rosters or something. Cause there's big overlay. And I just kind of wanted to prepare for my, season long but like i definitely didn't take it very seriously i don't know man i don't know i saw i i saw you on DraftKings a little bit you were a around. little bit like it's like the ten dollar like it was just like i was like the midnight just you know draft grinds it wasn't i want to see what it's all about you guys talk about it so fucking much that i can't uh i can't not at least look at it i still question the actual level of edge in those types of things but i'm you know i could be convinced that there's some but it's just a lot of time well, no, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, which is that there definitely is edge. People are, mm. are of all of the things that billions of dollars go into for fantasy sports, people are far and away the worst at fantasy football. They have the worst opinions. They have the worst ability to interpret the data, but it yeah. also is the noisiest and most variance heavy fest. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like going all in on one slate of NFL DFS, but instead of it taking you know, yeah. an hour of you running your shit, it takes 200 hours of your summer away where yeah. you're bl you're blindly staring at your phone. So the edge yeah. is there. I don't think uh, very many of us are going to realize that edge in our lifetime though. Yeah. And I mean, and it's the, it's the grind of like the actual drafting and then the whole, like I'm kind of, this is my first year that I've really done any best ball stuff. I'm like watching some of these teams. I'm like, holy shit, this is like the slowest sweat. Like you used to like DFS, right? It's like, pretty instant you know it's the day of especially like showdown or something you got a lot of action if you're an action junkie like best ball is not that good like 
you can kind of convince yourself like, oh, this team's good. This team's bad. But then like you're, it's like week three and you're like, okay, like what's, you know, it's so slow. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough sell for, for guys who are like really in it for the action. It's much more of like, seems like more of a grinders, uh, grinders uh, activity. Well, it depends. It depends on what action means to you for me. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I always, people always give me the most shit. I don't love watching games. I don't watch very much baseball. I do watch football, obviously, but what I like that, what it, what is action to me is, is clicking the button is submitting the slip. So like for me, action is doing the draft action for me is looking at the projections action for me is running Sims, you know, that that is action for me. So for me, it is an action fest. It's not a bad take. I mean, and that that does fill that like action void in the summer. Like you can, like that's what I kind of got into. Like I, it's like midnight. My kids in bed. My wife's in bed. I'm just sitting here doing my, you know, solo life thing. And I'm like, well, I'll just do a might as well do a best ball draft. You know, see what's see how the uh, you know the trends are going, and you can kind of keep up on stuff like that. But it is I could see the action element of that. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I still don't know if it's like gonna pay dividends. But like it's, to fill a void, sure, it's it's at least gonna do that. I mean, all you need is one, bud. I know. All, I, all, you, all I, you need is one. I mean, the the also the other thing about best ball is is that uh, uh, people like you are are not doing it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not competing. I'm not competing against you. I right. mean, maybe I'm competing against uh, guys who are similar knowledge levels to me and and knowledge of yeah. structure, or whatever. But I'm not just straight up competing against computers. Now, will yeah. that come? Yeah, yeah of course I think, it will. I, yeah, I think definitely that'll come. And at that point, I will start to reevaluate, you yeah. know, how much money I'm getting down on these contests every single year and and things like that. But, I mean, I've talked about this a lot with um, Brian Hooper, yeah. which is that I don't know, one, re- the thing I just said, which is that realizing the equity, like let's say you do build all these sims, you would have to also build it for like the daily contests and stuff like that, I think, yeah. to make it worth it and that actually to me is like a way easier solve for sims like it's just asking less of your sim to to tell you who to pick when in a daily contest versus simming out a a 17 game nfl season no doubt but then obviously that kind of limits your ceiling capabilities in terms of like the edge possibilities but getting there first and early is always going to be you know a profitable way of approaching gambling right like if you set out to accomplish that type of goal and you're like, well, no one's doing it yet. Let's do it first. You're all, that's always going to be a good approach, right? Yeah. I mean, um, people don't, people don't want to hear that though. Like no one, no one wants to hear like, okay, what's the, what is the way to be profitable? All right. I got to do something. I can't Google. Oh, exactly. Gotta, yeah. yeah. Got to get out of your comfort zone. Got to do something no one else is doing all that type of stuff. Like, I think that's sort of like kind of, I kind of try to like bring this back into the, the original question, but like there is sort of that, like, you know, mindset out there that everything needs to be sort of simplified and under very like sort of boilerplate understood. Like people love these rules. People love, you know, sort of strategies that they can understand and, and, and tout basically. And, yeah. and once you get comfortable with those strategies, like that's when the game is, is hard to beat. Right. Cause that means everyone's sort of comfortable with like what it's quote unquote, the way to do it. So, I mean, that's, it's always, it's, it's a weird way it's like you always just need to keep pushing yourself into like that level of uncomfort, which is just a very difficult way to live your life, right? Because it's just you're kind of just constantly in that frontier of uncertainty that you know it's it's very lonely almost in a way. Well, that's why when the game started to get really tough, like 2016, 2017, I I basically could take a look at myself in the mirror and say, All right, either yeah. you can take out a lot of this money that you've won and have a comfortable life and just kind of play recreationally, or you can start taking it super seriously, learn some computer science, like change your basic approach. And I kind of looked at myself in the mirror and was like, you know, you're not that guy, pal. Yeah. Like, like, (laughs) well, I mean, that's, that's a very important like distinction or like a self-awareness moment for yourself. Like, I think, I I've sort of wrestled with that myself too. Like it's always going to be those two options. It's either like, okay, you, you keep pushing yourself down like a more, you know, um, just down the grind path of, of, of trying to figure something out or just go ahead and, and try to find something else that's either easier or just more interesting to you. Cause a lot of the stuff is just like, you end up doing it just because you know something, but you maybe not even inherently enjoy it all that much. I don't know. That's sort of more a philosophical question, but, um, well, that's a philosophical question that people not even in 
my line of work or in gambling have to deal with every day, which is that like you can be a professional emailer in the United States of America yeah. and make good yeah. money and have health care and take care of your family, but you spend uh, 60% of your waking hours doing something that not only that do you not like, but your yeah. company doesn't even really care about that. Like yeah. if you just didn't show up for a week, no one would even notice, you know, type yeah. shit. And yeah, that's sort of, yeah. yeah like that's yeah, a tough spot to be in. I mean, I think you could tell, you could, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of, it, I think it's easy for someone looking at, from the outside into like maybe a professional gambler or something. It's like, well, you know, your life isn't so bad that, you know, you could be doing those types of things like cube monkey shit um, or, you know, not as engaging, but like, I think all of it comes down to just like, are you being fulfilled? Is this a challenge to you? Is it interesting? You know, um, and at some point the, the returns are just diminishing in any, in any avenue you choose. Um, and that's kind of where I, I'm going to try to steer the conversation that way. Like my life, like I've been trying to like get out of that, you know, I, it's, it's a very interesting question to me in general of like, where is the line in for all of us in terms of what is, you know, where does it become just something that you don't want to continue pursuing? And it's, I was going to kind of actually, I got this note here that I was going to say, like, even with content, like something that you do, yeah. you know, it's like, you, you know, like I'm always trying to as a gambler or whatever, you're always trying to be innovative and push into that next frontier with content. You have to do the same thing, right? Like you're constantly, you know, incentivized to become more and more innovative, more and more creative and, and, and find a, a way to get, you know, eyeballs on your content. And at oh, some point you yeah. have to say, is it worth that effort? So for me specifically, uh, like the, my favorite thing that I do is, is this podcast, but there also yeah. is an element of like, okay, to get, you know, a lot of guests that I would really like, I'd really have to hustle. I'd really have to, yeah. to beat the the pavement, you know? Yeah. And I, and I do, like I have lines out there and a lot of times, you know, I don't get emails back. Also, I I've noticed um, if, if a certain segment of people, I'll reach out to them and they'll be like, Oh, you talk about Bitcoin. So we're, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not That's comfortable. It, eh? I'm not That's comfortable. Just, yeah. Uh... I've got, I've gotten that a couple of times. It's just kind of interesting. Um, and, you know, I have my my buddies on the program. I have Brian on a lot. I have yeah. Pat Mayo on a lot because it's just that is so easy for me, you know, yeah. and I can sort of I get good feedback on on those shows, you know, people message. But but it's very insular, right? To to sit down and listen to 90 minutes of me and Brian talking. Like you buddies have to look, chatting. Yes. You have, yeah. to, you have to be a certain type of person. That's a very narrow show does not have it's not going to be super marketable. Whereas when I get you know, someone who, who's not in our, our niche little world on right. those tend to be better shows. Right. And then also you, you know, kind of not necessarily stagnate, but like you're, you, you, you don't have that cap capacity to expand as much in terms of like your audience and, and just yeah. gr personal growth. Right. If you do, but I'm not saying those things are not worth doing, obviously. Like I, I'm a huge fan of Swolecast. It's kind of how I like originally got in touch with you and i just think you guys have such a good rapport and and just like it's just like hanging out with you know buddies sitting around you know that's the type of thing i think a lot of people are just kind of interested in and it's not forced it's not like you know contrived it's and it's not stale like you guys have just such a nice little back and forth so that type of stuff i think is a valuable add to the you know the the, the gambling world or the, the content world out here but again i i think it's i am sort of interested in like how you approach figuring out how to, uh, you know, further your survival in this industry. So how I would frame that for myself is that I think what I've tried to do is present myself as someone who is intellectually curious about yeah. advancing yourself and in, in being a better gambler, a better DFS player, whatever, but not proclaiming to be an expert at it, not proclaiming to be on the bleeding edge. I think, I think, sort of and this would be my advice to a lot of people who are are trying to do this would either be you, you definitely do need to pick a lane and mm -hmm. if you're going to be you know the expert presenter i think cardi is a good example of this like cardi he does not come on his shows he does not do podcasts and and just go off the cuff he's not like oh i think this is a good spot you know he goes to his model this is what the model says this is what the inputs to the model are this is how maybe the input volatility could be wrong or right or whatever. And I think that is like a really good example of how, if you want to present yourself as an expert, a great way to do it. I, I think, honestly, I think in, in gambling, 
and in fantasy, I think the best thing is honestly like transparency. I think transparency is, I think people really like that. And not only transparency in terms of like, this is how I'm making my decisions. Um, I, I also think like a, a pretty key thing in gambling and in fantasy is like a, some skin in the game. Like oh, whether, yeah. like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I would hesitate to say like, oh, you got to have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in play or whatever. But mm -hmm. I do think it, it aids the content and aids the people listening to you to know, like, these are real decisions you're making for real money that if you get all of them right, could yep. change your life. Like, I think that's pretty important. It's interesting because, you know, I'm, I've been kind of a big critic to the, uh, the tent world um, throughout my kind of career or whatever. And, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth on it. It does have its place. There's obviously a lot of great content out there, a lot of good content providers. Um, I utilize a lot of it, so I can't hate on it fully. But that that point about the skin in the game thing, and I, I find a lot of the, it's hard for a person who's trying to get into, like, all these new players to the fantasy or the gambling world who are doing all the single game parlays and they're getting sucked into the guys that are typically the ones that don't have the skin in the game because it's just the way that they're i don't know it just seems to be the guys who are most interested in gaming the algorithms and 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 putting out stats that kind of look maybe correct but they you know they don't really back up from any kind of back testing they tend to be the ones that get the right. most attention and that's where drives the big... me drives me absolutely nuts like this is a yeah. very niche complaint but in fantasy football people just love stats even oh, if the they stats are stupid as shit it yeah. drives me in it, it is my least favorite thing it drives yeah me but it's the one that it's the one that you can get that viral like like oh this guy for single high safety or whatever like all those like very oh, like I, like those things that I'm just they, they don't know how to decipher between the predictive data and just noise and that's like something that like all like really you know, serious gamblers have just sort of worked through and realized it's, you know, all mostly bogus. And I know you've realized, realized it too, but like, if that's the stuff that goes viral, that's the stuff that sells subscriptions because it sounds good on paper. It looks good. Yes. But then you look at the types of guys who are doing that type of content. And you're like, well, I've never, I don't even know. You don't even play at all. Like, you know, like it's, it's pretty clear that that connection between those two things that there is no skin in the game for these types of people who see that as a valuable content. Right. Well, because honestly, and, and people, uh, again, don't like to hear this, but like the kind of the skin <laughs> in the, the skin in the game answer, I, I suppose this is less true for DFS than it is for like season long. So like season long, I think skin in the game is super important because, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but the main reason would be like, you, you can just say like, I like this guy yeah. and that's different than being like, I did $12,000 worth of drafts and I didn't take this guy once, you know, those are yeah. two, those are two very different things, but like for DFS, you know, if you're doing content, and this is why I love best ball so much, is we can do we could get do you know how many hours of content I get? Oh my that god, I you guys is the get. content dream. You guys it's, it's, yeah. it is it is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, but for DFS, I, honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't really care about these stats. I just, you know, Jair mm. Alexander, Pete was just giving me a hard time on the slow cast yeah. for not knowing who that or you know, and I'm like because I don't need to know. All of that is 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 given to me via computers i just look right. at i just look at what the computer tells me to do and like sure maybe i can i can uh ikb some spots where i think i might have a reason why i could be right but more or less like the computer is going to do all of that for me and it and you're just kind of uh it, at best you're double counting something that's yeah. already accounted for a lot of the time that's the other thing and like a lot of the times the edge is literally just not following that like stat right and just saying well i don't think the public is under aware of what, what actually is going on in an nfl game it's like the most multivariable impossible thing to understand right it's not one versus one right so it's not like baseball um so like you can just well, basically the, the number one way to win right now i think is seeing where the biggest projection providers could be making an assumption and seeing why they might be wrong so like right. looking at looking at etr stuff or at cardi stuff or whoever and being like okay what goes into this input yeah. And what could they be wrong about and how would that affect the projection? Yeah. And then try to make it a good tip, I think would be like, try to look at something like, don't look at a player that everyone else, like look at some guy that has done, he's been shit for like four weeks and isn't a very exciting player in general and be like, well, maybe they're just, they forgot about Like, I think a good example, like last week was like um, Jerome Ford, like no one really knew what to do. And then he got this big role, but you know, like it's just, that would be a better way to approach it. I would say. Well, how about Kate? How about Kate Otten? The guy, Kate a guy, Otten. 
Well, it's like, so I do this waiver wire column for, for fantasy football, you know, and I, I, Kate Otten every single week, you know, because he he's out there all the time. He gets like four to six targets a game, but like it just, at a certain point you stop that, that fails just, to become interesting. Right. You just forget, you about, forget it. about it. You're just like, okay, I tried it a few times. I'm just done with them. Right. And, yeah. and I mean, so all of those are, but really the, the, the large thing is, is that like yeah. to honestly to succeed in content, like you do kind of have to know the game of what people are looking for. And yeah. you got to give it, you got to give them a little bit, you know, like, Oh, for sure. You, you got to give them a little bit of what they want or of like really what the algorithm wants, you know? Right. Yeah. because it's tough not, because the most the most valuable content or the most like valuable you know predictive data you could actually give is very very hard to tell and it's something yeah. that's really become more and more obvious with the sims it's like because i've been playing with them for a long time obviously but like the sims have sort of introduced this idea that you don't even know how to identify like it'll spit out a roster and you can't even verbalize why it's a good play anymore like, you're like well it's a plus EV roster. I don't know exactly know why there's all these intercorrelations and ownership tricks and range of outcomes. And it's just like, there it is. And like, sometimes it does a spring back. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it has a high on defense. Sometimes, you know, you're like, you can't give these like blank, you know, binary answers of what makes a good roster, what makes a good play. You know, sometimes this guy is a good play and sometimes he's not depending on the roster. So it's like the content is so hard to do. And, but the real valuable stuff is so subtle that like, it's impossible to tout, which actually makes a good environment for, you know, beating the games because it's still going to be, you know, impossible to sell. Or to well, the to. the value add you can add is understanding, you know, knowing what you don't know and and being humble yes. about what you don't right. know, and, and then leaning into that. Honestly, leaning into that, leaning into it, and doing yeah. it in an entertaining way, right? Being being entertaining, being funny, oh, being personable, yeah. while being like, yeah, sure, T Higgins is like all right. You know, yeah. like the computer says, play him 36% of the time. So I play him 36% of the yeah. time, you know, like you that's... kind of just got to bow to your, like your sort of ignorance of like, what's really going on in, in the NFL game or whatever. Um, you just say, you know what? I don't know any, like, just you actually like accept that you can't possibly predict half of this, like not even half any of this shit really. And, and let the computer like give it your best chance. But and anytime but it tells you to do something that's like really gross feeling, it's like that's almost always that's a signal. Yeah, there was like a three weeks ago on the Soulcast, someone mentioned you. So I think Kitchen mentioned like Khalil Herbert, and you just like you had that like face of like this of disgust. Like, what do you even? I've done that. About? I've done that to him like three times, and I think like and, every and time that was the move, smashed. right? Yeah, yeah, like that's a signal. Like when you have that internal like groan, like that it can't possibly work. That's usually the most profitable play because the field just doesn't do it. Yeah, no, that is, yeah. that is, a, I mean, it's a, it's a hundred percent accurate. Although, yeah. you know, uh, it, it has definitely become shorthand now, you know, and yeah. all these shows to be like, oh, he's too chalky, you know? And it's yeah. like, I, I think that's an important assumption to challenge, you know, because I mean, and Brian says this all the time. It's like, how do you know, how do you know that it's too chalky? You know, you're, it's uh, yeah. you're, you're, it, that's just astrology, man, to be yeah. like, this dude is 26% on that's too much. Like, well, maybe it's not, maybe he actually, yeah. What, what, I mean, wasn't Mostert 55% owned on the Millie Maker winning roster? You know, like, I, I don't think it's always that cut and dry. Oh, of course it's not. Yeah, there is. That's why I think, that's why it's still like, a, it's always going to be that kind of a beatable game because it's impossible to like sell that nuance of what makes, you know, a good, you know, approach to the game. It's just, it's just so much easier to sell content that's just more fact driven and binary. Or, right. or, I mean, the, the other thing is, uh, I mean, is you can just sell data, you know, uh, yeah. FT, FTN has their, uh, their data suite. Uh, Matthew Berry site has a bunch of data for free. Uh, I, I think they're probably set up on like an affiliate type model. And then you have to generate, you know, good, entertaining, free content around okay. that. I mean, honestly, I, I just, where I would end where, what yeah. I would say at the, at the end, the thing that I like the most and, and would gravitate most towards is, uh just honesty like like transparent yeah. honest like personable content that that's the type of shit genuine that I, yeah. genuine yeah genuine because yeah. you can just tell oh, on yeah. a tweet or a podcast or whatever when someone is just being not who they are you know right you and they're just that. trying to purely gain attention or whatever yeah, yeah. and then that, yeah. and that's hard for a lot of people i think oh for sure because there's always gonna be that internal struggle of like you know they're gonna always have that incentive to you know try to not be themselves because they see something working or whatever. 
Um, yeah, because like I, I, I kind of mentioned this to you in in, uh, in chat that I was, you know, I'm considering doing like a little bit of my own little podcasting content generation stuff on the side, not really related to gambling, more of just like you know, meaning of life type shit, because that's sort of what fascinates me most. It's kind of all their uh, age these days. Yeah, I know. Cause everyone's just, you know, I think there's going to be my, my kind of prediction is they're going to, there's going to be like a, a crisis if it hasn't happened already of, of just like existential, like, what am I, what have I done? Like I've given up so much to the computer. I've given up so much to like, you know, the, the machine, the algorithm, the, you know, we're losing our consciousness as a, as a species, I would say. And we're losing touch with what is real. We're losing touch with what actually means is meaningful. And I think, so that's what I'm going to try to lean into, try to save the save humanity type thing. Um, but I, I am just kind of curious because the content game is, is a tough grind, you know, obviously. And I was, I was trying to get some insights from the master here, you, because you've been doing it for a long time. I've been, I, I remember oh, long watching you. Time, see, you were a college kid when we, we were sitting around, I was working with Makasupa uh, in Chicago at the draft day offices, which is like a, you know, a, a DFS site before DraftKings even existed. The kids, the kids don't even know, man. They don't the kids even, don't know. even know. They don't even know about the $4 Rose Ruckus on the Rose on Ruckus day. and the $500 first prizes. And it was like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good times. We couldn't even change the prices on our players. And it was awesome. Um, Tobias but, uh, Harris won me like three GPPs in a row when he got traded. I can't remember if it was he got traded to the bucks or from I don't remember what it was, but I remember you guys didn't change his price and he was taking like yeah. 27 shots a night. That's oh, perfect. And you just go in every day and load him up every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I was grinding. We were grinding your content. You were out there. You were a little bit more brash back then and a little bit more like, um, well, I was like 20. I thought yeah, I, I know exactly. It was I just was 20. We, I was 20 and I was winning every day, every slate, yeah. because that's how easy it was then. And I was like, oh, I am God's gift to fantasy sports, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's been good to see your evolution. And I'm just, that's kind of, I want to pick your brain about just like how you've evolved in the content game. And like, I basically also like, cause it's, it's the grind of the content game. is like, I had you dealing with like all the feedback of the live Twitter people and the DMS sure. and and oh my God, it's just, it would drive me insane. And just the criticisms and, you know, the constant uh, belittling of your getting things wrong and all that right. shit. It's like, uh, oh, well, how do you well, overcome I, that? Well, what I would say is I probably have anyone I know, I am the fastest with the block or the mute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like That's more than like, like if you, if you say something that is slightly annoying to me, yeah. like slightly, I'll probably yeah. mute you. Like yeah. you're probably muted. If you say so that's something, just something you've developed as like a, like a what do I need this mechanism. thing in my life? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It makes and sense. if you say something's mean, like if it's mean or right. if it's like, or, or, or you say something about my appearance or something yeah. like blah, I, I just, blah, like, just, it's just, there's, you just know forever. that this is going nowhere. This, this relationship. Right. And I used yeah. to argue with these people. I yeah. mean, I used to, I used to argue and go back and forth and be like, actually I was right. You're wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. stupid. But you just really will never win an argument with someone online. And so yeah, they, they, they almost say, want. Them. Yeah, yeah, they do. I would say probably about two yeah. years ago, I I switched to just block. You're gone. Yeah. And you're never yeah. coming back. I'll never unblock you. Like it's, it's over it, forever. This, but I think it's a it's a strong like predictive measure of like this person just like there's probably an eighty percent chance this person is just going to be pure negative in you know input into my life. So you know you lose the odd guy that you might turn and like become sure. like a, whatever. But you you're doing your it's just it's the best, best practices. Um, I would say in general though, I, I think there is definitely this sort of societal, I don't know, just stalt to be like, Oh, well, all your interactions online are going to be negative. I'd say mm -hmm. 90% of my interactions with people that listen to this show or to the fantasy football show, yeah. uh, are positive are like, right. I, this is a great podcast. I really appreciate you doing it. Like it's a, it's free. Like, thank you. Like, I enjoy listening to it. You, you helped me win my league. You X, Y, and Z. Like I would say yeah. it's 90% good. That makes sense. Cause they're kind good. of, yeah, they're consciously consuming your content where something on Twitter, they kind of might just get see it in passing. And it's not like they're yes. right. Like they could just hate on it like rapid fire. Whereas if they're sitting there listening to you for an hour, it's, they have to be a real fucking miserable person to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, yes. to just consistently do that and hate on you. And maybe, and maybe there are people actually there are. They're probably, there probably are people who are blocked by me and are are just Still shouting into the void and they don't or or maybe I have them muted and they don't even know they're muted so they just have been tweeting at me shouting into the void for years 
yeah. they don't even they don't even know that's that, almost that, got to be a little satisfying tough. like <laughs> oh sure yeah um, um i just wanted to ask you like what so like going into like more of like the life approach and like how like because I, I always look look at the future of myself and like trying to figure out what's meaningful to me and what's like you know what i'm getting out of what i'm doing and i always kind of look at gambling as this dead end it's like it's very sure. diminishing returns right yeah it's like yeah the money's good and like i've and i know you've delved into all the other ways to make money that everyone does um you know the crypto the nfts the DeFi, the you you, you mentioned things i don't even know about anymore because i don't i just have stopped sort of chasing those types of things logging out logging out of the ethereum casino i mean that's yeah. just good advice for it i know there's still money to be made of course i just i i and I did, I did an Ethereum casino like, um, like a month ago, friend tech, and friend it was tech. fun. I yeah. thought it was cool. I, this idea was very cool. It was like kind of an extension of content, which is basically like if someone wants to be able to hang out and ask you fantasy football questions or whatever, they can. Okay. And it, and it was built on Ethereum. You know, it was just basically like uh, token gated chat rooms, and I thought it was really cool. Okay. And then shocker it's an ethereum casino they have a security leak and i'm like all right well like God. i'm done i'm yeah. out you know yeah it, it's like okay there is something to be said for like kind of continuously chasing those things but that, at some point i think everyone has to ask themselves a question very simple question of like what am i getting out of this like obviously if you need you know if you want to get to a certain level of wealth like it's probably just a means to an end but like something with like your content generation like is that something you see yourself doing sort of indefinitely and you kind of just keep finding new avenues or is that do you see yourself as someone who's going to be constantly searching for other ways you know for either employment or just you know to spend your time so I mean, I would like to do this podcast until I die. You know, okay. I'd like to, I'd like yeah. to be on my deathbed, uh, you know, doing, doing whatever this podcast is. Whatever it, this it, podcast is, right. Yeah. In terms of like, so my day-to-day -day job is very cool right now. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's transitioning more into like doing like sports betting content, but in a way that I actually think is sort of interesting because we are not, uh, Sports Grid is not a paywalled company at all. You know, we mm -hmm. are, we are supported by, like we're like free ad supported television and stuff, which means like I can go on TV and be like, I like the over in devils avalanche because yes, I, X, Y, and Z, like I'm betting hunches, you know, I'm not. Yeah. Whereas if I was working for a, a DFS company that had like a discord and that was a key part of their business, it would have to be like, I like Scotty Scheffler over Tony Fino in this head to head because of a bunch of stats. I don't really right. believe in, you know? Right. And, yeah. and so I, I do like, I do like, that I, I don't know if I want to do sports betting content, fantasy content forever. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's also provided me such a nice and comfortable life. And I it, do to this day, I still love playing fantasy football. Like if, yeah. I, if I quit my job and was an insurance salesman tomorrow, I would still play fantasy football. Of course. Yeah. And I think that's something that you always kind of like each year or like do a little like, you know, soul searching re up on like, okay. Is this something I'm really still enjoying? Is this something that like I would do if I wasn't getting paid or or something along those lines? That's a, like that's a great question to ask yourself is if yeah. if you weren't getting paid for what you were doing, how much would you want to how do much it? you would be doing? Right. And I think that's the question once you reach a certain level of like um, let's say you make a lot of money from something like DFS or whatever, like that's a natural question. You just like, well, what do you need more for? That's sort of like in the same lines of that. Like at some point, everyone gets to a certain age or wealth level where they say, the money is obviously not as important as what the act actual activity is. And I think you could apply that to basically any, you know, any form of employment or, 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 yeah. you know, vocation or whatever. So that's sort of the questions I, I keep asking myself. And I, I think the, the, the reality for a lot of people that they don't face is that they, that this isn't what they would be doing if, you know, if money was no object or whatever, right. or there's just a lot of other things in their life they're ignoring because they, they just don't know how to transition into other things. Well, or, or they're so like, even, so if, even if you granted like financial security, right. Which is definitely yeah. not like, not everyone has that. Right. Like, of course. Of course. Be, it might just be like, you, you have this job and you need to have this job because yeah. you, you need to have this job. Even, even yeah. people who are a little bit more comfortable, if they're like, okay, you know, I, I, I am a regional, whatever the fuck at some startup, yeah. you know, and I make good money and I've got a little bit of equity, but like, I, I have this idea and, or, or, you know, I, yeah. I really want to be a fucking lawyer or a doctor, or I want to go get my MBA and, and do this, but, but it would necessitate a risk. 
it would necessitate right. a little bit of time with less money or a little bit, just whatever it is. I, I would say I know very few people outside of gambling who have taken that life risk of been like, no, actually, course. I am going to quit my job. I am yeah. going to move across the country. I am going to do this. It's just, it's, you know, people, yeah. uh, people like to be comfortable, man. No, for sure. And I, I think there's, a, there's two aspects of that, that I would kind of not challenge, but just sort of touch on is like, I think there's a lot of opportunities that people forego just purely due to uh, apathy or like, like not even just professional ones, but let's say they get home from their bullshit 95 and then they just consume content for the like eight hours or whatever. Right. Like rather than that, like there's a whole other world of opportunities that, that don't necessarily have to do with income or money or, or, or opportunity costs, but there there's all that, that a lot that there's just unexplored in a lot of people's. Oh, there's just a, a whole world, a whole universe that universe. is not explored. You know, I, I actually read, uh, this article the other day, I think it was on someone's Substack, uh, and and basically they were like, I work a shitty job. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I I'm not poor, but I'm definitely not rich. I will probably never advance in my career, but I spend most of my free time traveling or yeah. hiking or I read a lot. Like I read like two books a week or whatever, and like that is like that provides me joy. You know, reading, yeah. writing, being outside or whatever, like that, that's what it is for me. And people look at me and they're like, what a sad life. You know, this dude is a middle manager at an office depot, you know, and he'll never, that's all that that person has. And he's like, I look at the person who works nine to five and then hustles their fucking web three NFT startup or whatever. And I'm like, that is sad to me because your entire yeah. life is driven by the pursuit yeah. of capital. Yep. And there's, there is truly no end to that pursuit. Like there is no, like a lot, there is no logical cutoff to be like, okay, this dollar amount is the obvious. That's enough point. money. Right. Yeah. So that's it. That's, there's always going to be that like incentive. And then you get good at something, you get good at making money. It's like, well, why would you forego that? You have the opportunity costs in your head. But I think that just touches on very like kind of the, the, the sort of overarching point of like, Life can't just be a, a dollar per hour calculation, right? Like it, it's, it, that's for the high end people and for the low end people. Like it, it, it gets so sad if you do, I mean, yeah. if you, if you started to calculate your time and what every hour of your day was worth, you'd never stop yeah. working. You you'd you'd never, never, yeah. You can't well, justify, I, yeah, yeah. You can't justify anything, but it goes in the reverse sense. Like if you, even if you're working a nine to five, like you can still obtain those, those things that people who are trapped in, in that like high end money's pursuit. Like a lot of people, like you have just as much opportunity as they do to, to find meaning elsewhere. So like, I, mean, I think that's an I mean, important You can just buy some Bitcoin about. and log out and come <laughs> yeah, back in 20 right. years and you'll, you'll have beaten everyone who did their, their, uh, AI startup in 2023. Yeah. Uh, what, what other thing I found interesting is, um, because I know you're a big health guy, like how you've gotten really into the health grind. Yeah, like yeah, I did. The Huberman, the yeah, I got big. Although shit. I need, I need to say this on this podcast because people okay. do ask me about Huberman a lot. I'm kind of yeah. logged out of Huberman right now, okay, because he is half. What happened to him is what happens to all people who get too big too fast. Okay, which is that it was a big club and he wasn't yeah. in it, and yeah. it's a big club and now he's in it. You know, he's, he's, he's having. He's having Zuckerberg on his show, you yeah. know, people, people who are so opposed to what he stood for at the beginning, you know, yeah. like, I can, well, you know, yeah. it's, it's not good. It's not, good. it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like when you, you grind up in this particular way, you have, I, I had a humor of take as well, because, um, please, I, well, I just, I, do you know, Brian Johnson? Yes. Okay, so I'm a big Brian Johnson disciple. Me and Makasupa, we go pretty hard on, on on his lifestyle choices because it's very data driven, right? Like a lot of his stuff is like it, it's impossible. It's like it's the same type of thing in gambling where, you know, people have you know they watch football, they watch the games, they're game watch, they're game tape bros, they they sure. feel they know what looks what health feels like, you know, and that's I almost think I I haven't I'm not super um, in tune with like the Huberman you know, history, but it does feel like a lot of his stuff has, has shifted towards that sort of feel sort of like less data driven than someone like Brian Johnson. And that's like, he's become like the feel bro of the the health world because he's appealing to such much more of a mass audience. So, so what's happening to him now is because there's just only so much you can say about. Right. And health. he's expanding into areas you, that's harder and harder to prove. So, 
a lot of his more recent stuff is talking about newer studies, studies that yes. haven't had a chance to be tested by someone else or, yeah. a stu- you know, and I mean, obviously everything inside of health and diet and nutrition is like, you can find a study that says anything, anything. you know, oh, yeah. anything. Yeah. 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 So I still look, Andrew Huberman, I, I do like, I love the guy. I would love yeah. to have a sit down and chat with him someday, but it's not, <laughs> I, I, Huberman is maybe not so much like my, my personal guru okay uh, these days well i i was I, so the one thing i found interesting about i think a lot of people tend went down a very similar path I, maybe it's just in, in my, my observation or maybe it's just in gambling circles but uh, like a lot of people who got trapped you know worked up into the whole pandemic you know yeah. nft free money shit like once that yes. kind of went away everyone shifted to like okay i'm just gonna be a health bro you know i'm just gonna like get you it's, needed you needed some dopamine from somewhere, you, man. You need your yeah. dopamine, and like the funny thing about health is, it's like whereas like other things are like a risk, you know, of like you know gambling and and NFTs. It's like there's, there's a chance you'll lose, but with like health, it's kind of funny. It's like you just show up and you'll automatically win, pretty much. Like there is yes. no there is no failure. There is no chance that you just put a ton of work into this and you'll just become fat or whatever. You know, like. It's just, it's not like gambling in that sense. So it's a nice little, like, it's a nice thing in life because there's not too many things you just have to do every day and it's get guaranteed results. Like there's almost nothing like that. So it's kind of cool that health has that. Um, and I, I found that interesting that everyone sort of gravitated towards that from from that say of mindset. It is, it is like my favorite trend that has ever existed, which is that I can start talking about like, uh you know deadlifting and like magnesium supplements with with yeah. my gambling friends and they'll like yeah. totally know what i'm talking about oh it's so you know? funny that the, the it's just the same way that content has evolved and the way that people talk about dfs people talk about you know it used to just be like you know literally just fantasy points or targets and now everyone's talking about like points over expectation and target shares and like way more like niche stats that's kind of how it works with health and you could just roll like things off the cuff to some random guy that you know is also into health and everyone is sort of on the same page now whereas because there's just so much more backed like data backed um analysis and uh, that back test right in the health world yeah, I gotta so, say though, I'm not a huge Brian Johnson guy. Oh because... no, that's not not that's... I'm not not anti Brian Johnson, right? Okay. I just wouldn't I wouldn't uh, you know I haven't purchased his program or anything. Uh, I just think I guess like he, he himself is a polarizing character, but I just think his his approach to it all is very, um, you know, it's the same way I would approach gambling or or any other sort of pursuit, right? So he has my, to be very data based. My pushback would be that he is not a red meat bro. I know it's, it, it's something he oddly dodges too. I've never gotten like, I've listened to a lot of his content. I've never gotten a good reason why. So I kind of with you there. I, sure. I would say, and, and I also do need to be clear. Like I'm definitely, uh, I, I definitely am not like a hundred percent on the, um, practice what you preach because my diet <laughs> could, my diet could be improved. I would say I do that's, pretty good, like 80, 20, 80, 20, yeah, 80, 20. uh, but the 20 is like bad. The 20 well, is like I, bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm there too. And I, I always often ask myself like, what, you know, what are we trying to achieve here? Right. Like we're obviously not going to live forever. That's not a thing. Um, but like, you know, are you trying to just like, get on, are you are just trying to be directionally correct. That's all we always try to do in life. Right. Then gambling. Well, you, we just, you don't have 80, an 20. answer to that question. You don't have an what? answer to what you're trying to achieve. In, Cause in I health? know what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. In health or just life In health. Yeah. Like yeah, what's I'm, your goal? I mean, my goal is, is basically to, to, to have a better exit, like a, to have each day be a better exist, like to, to be able to live life at its peak, you know, level, whereas you are, you know, physically capable as long as possible. So you can go on a hike, you can play with your kids. You can, you can stand up from the, from your computer chair easily. You feel good. You want, you want to live life. It sort of becomes this like momentum ball. And so that's really all I'm trying to achieve. I don't want to like, have a like an Olympic physique or like there, there's not a specific goal. It's just like a feeling almost. What's- so my, my goal is I still want to have years left in my life when I'm 60, yeah. when I'm 70, like that yeah. is like, I, if you really think about it, you know, so many people just give up. Oh yeah. Really productive, happy years of their life. Cause they can't do stairs or they yeah. can't ride bikes anymore, whatever. When they're, when they're 50, when they're 60, when they're, you yeah. know, like, and then I it becomes, be ama- yeah, 
It'd be it's amazing. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, you're yeah. just you, you have no way out at that point. So yeah. yeah, avoiding that is a huge part of it too. But like for me, it's like so this kind of it goes part and parcel to just what else are you trying to achieve in life? Because yeah, you could be healthy, but if you're just sitting around gambling all day, you know, it's like, is that, you know, so what, like that, what kind of life is that? So I try to tie in like, like real life experiences, adventures, you know, and then when you're healthy, you can really enjoy those a lot more. Um, you know, go, go for a bike ride, go for a kayak, you know, like it's just different ways to enjoy reality. And, and I think being healthy is, part and parcel to that whole existence platform, like that plan. Gambling to me is not the, um, it's not the reason it's like the <laughs> gambling is gambling is the, is the, there's, there's like a, there's a, I'm trying, I'm searching for word. Normally I'm not bad at this, but it's, it's the, it's the provider, you know, gambling provides for me. Like you mean like financially? Yes. Yeah. But like, your soul like in life. What about your soul? Like, well, I, you know, I'm not so much in the, I'm not so much in the soul business. I, I maybe yeah. go in and out of like the Buddhist conception and yeah. Buddhism would definitely be uh, anti-gambling. The Buddha, the Buddha would not be logged yeah. on to DraftKings, you know? It, it's just a question of like, yes, it, like I understand that there's a financial benefit and it's your whole, you know, it's your content, your life, you want to have skin in the game. All these things are tied together. But again, if you take, if you took financial benefits out of that equation it'd be very hard to justify that activity and i'd still play I still yeah play. i know because it's but it's 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 like it's just one of those self-destructive you know sort of uh habits that we've developed and gotten oh, comfortable sure. with. yeah it's it's no different than it's no different than uh you know eating sugar or whatever yeah exactly know? like if you got paid 100k a year to eat you know seven chocolate bars a day Right. It's a terrible example, but I'm just trying oh, to like gosh. frame it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, like, would you do it? And it's like, well, I don't know. You'd have to consider it. Probably, um, probably not. Probably not, yeah. honestly. I, I, <laughs> but seven, like at some point in your life, you might, you know, when you're early 20s. Probably. Yeah. When I was 21, I definitely would have. Yeah. Right. No doubt. So like if you, you take it to the extreme example like that, it's like, well, of course I wouldn't do it. But Gambling is sort of more of in that, and like everyone else is, you know, is doing it. It's sort of a fun way to communicate to people, have great conversations. You kind of bond around it. So like, you know, there's a lot of positivity surrounding that, a lot of community. So that's not bad. A lot of friendships. Not bad. Yeah, so many, so many of my friends, even my, now that sports betting is legal, like even my yeah. real life friends, you know, the guys who were in my wedding and everything, like that's what yeah. we talk about. That's what we do. You know, yeah, we, for sure. we, we bet on sports. Like we, I mean, I, I That's freaking, I, I bet like a lot of money on DFS every week, but if my, if my season long quarterback goes off for like $200 league, I yeah. am, I don't even care if I lose DFS. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to beat that guy that I've known since high school. And it's just such a good feeling. And that's like, that bond is very hard to deny that it's valuable and meaningful. Right. So that's why I struggle with all this stuff. And I just wonder, you know, when you're trying to preserve your life and live long forever. And it's, it's also, what are you doing with that time? Right. That's what's sort of intriguing to me as any person on this life in this world has to ask themselves. And I don't think a lot of people do. I really don't. Well, no, because it's a scary question. You it know, is. Because, because the answer for many of us is nothing. Not, not yeah, exactly. Watching, it is nothing. I'm watching, I'm watching fucking Gilmore girls reruns. Exactly. Like you, you just, you get, you get fed the answer rather than trying to find it yourself. Right. So, you know, I, I just, um, I've been on that journey for a while. I'm getting, you know, I'm chiseling away, but it's like searching for the meaning of life, like good luck. Right. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's like, I even joked I was going to start this podcast and it was going to be called like the meaning of life. Like that was like, it's such like a, uh, grandiose goal, but it's sort of like, it well, is something it is, that it is the question, you know, it's the question. Right. And it's like, once you have, once you dice, like decipher, like what you can boil down, what gambling is, what watching TV is, what you know, exercise is, all these things that you're trying to achieve and accomplish and benefit, like see as benefits to your life, like then you can kind of you know quantify how they all fit into that meaning for yourself, and it's like almost like a little algorithm you have to build. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, you've got me thinking about the meaning of of my life. I guess I because I I sort of have always copped out 
on that yeah. on that question to myself in, in two ways. One being like, well, no one really knows the answer, right? No. Which is like, then and and to pretend that that is like a deep thought, like, oh, I'm so smart oh, to realize, like, oh my god, you're a genius yeah. to realize, like, everyone's actually you know, no one knows anything, but that, that's yeah. really such a cop-out because it, oh, saves sure. you for, it saves you from doing the work. Yeah. Cause right? then you could just move on. You're like, don't know. They're just done with that question. Yeah. And then but also I, I've always done, like, I've done a lot of Buddhist reading. I've been, yeah. I've done the temples. I am actually in a horror. I've not meditated in a week or two right now, yeah. but I, I do all right at that generally speaking. And that is sort of like my you know, that's my thing is my energy will, will transfer and either I will reach nirvana this life cycle or the next <laughs> cycle or the cycle after that. But maybe it's not my responsibility right now. Like maybe the next guy will do it, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of a, an, an interesting perspective. I, I think the, I think it's weird from a gambler's mindset. Cause you're, you always have like a, a goal in mind, or at least you think there's a problem that can be solved with like an analytical approach and life is right. much less much less like that. And I think that's kind of where a lot of people just, you know, they, they hit that dead end, that wall. And then they find these like sort of mini meanings um, or these, you know, these comfortable, you know, things, but then life passes them by. And like, that's what I'm kind of fearful with gambling is like, you could keep getting better at gambling or you could keep doing content or you could find the next way of make money like poker and DFS and that whole trend. And it's like, yeah, you could probably do that forever. And you'd probably be like reasonably, you know, uh, content with your, you know, especially if you're successful, you can kind of like just look back and say, Hey, I was good at that. But is that the best approach? Is that what you really are here for? You know, those types of things start to like creep into your head if you let them. So that's kind of where I'm going with, with, with uh, what I'm trying so to that's, do. That's definitely, that's definitely true. Um, I mean, I think actually, honestly, and I've heard people say this before, and it's it's actually, you know what? The last person I heard someone say this about was about Michael Jordan. Someone was talking about Michael Jordan. Yeah. And they were like, you know, Michael, he was a great basketball player. He he was, you know, all, all this and that, you know, all the things you could say about him. But his true gift, Michael Jordan's true gift was that he was always present. He was never in the fourth quarter thinking about what are they going to say about me if I miss this shot? What am I going to say to the coach? What is Scotty going to do? Yeah, it was that he was always in whatever the moment required yeah. in his life. He was always present. He was committed. And I well, I just think of being able to be in the moment, whatever the moment is, and not yeah. thinking about what you have to do next, what you just did, what you're having for dinner. Did you That's mow the one. lawn? Yeah. What do you have to do tomorrow? You have to go to a wedding this weekend. You got to yeah. take your dog to the vet, whatever it might be. Yeah. And and I bet you listening to this, I bet you right now, you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to get done with this podcast. I'm going to go, I got to do this with my kid, whatever. And that is an exhausting way to live. And I bet if yeah. you can think of some of the happiest times in your life, the day you got married, whatever, or maybe a quiet moment, you're, wa you're, you're walking, you're, you're hiking with your dog and you're just with yeah. your dog. And you're like, you had a three seconds where you had nothing else in your brain, just what was immediately around you. And yeah. though, and think for me, those are, that's the happiest I can be is when I'm for just sure it's that, that flow state, that pure existence that I think we should really all strive. And that's why I worry about the inputs that can, that can tempt you, right? Like you can lose a lot of years consuming content and gambling and whatever it is. And if you don't allow yourself to have those moments of peace and freedom and thought and, and just open-minded experiences, it could really waste all that effort you've made to like try to provide the best life you're making all this money you're trying to be healthy you know you're trying to do all these things to give yourself the best chance and then what you're just wasting it you'd like you're you're not enjoying any moments along the way so i mean this is like this is pretty baseline like like religious not religious but like philosophical questions that you know has been rehashed a million times it's just from a gambling perspective i find it interesting because it's just we have that very easy on off capability of like, okay, this is how much money I can make. This is how much time I want to spend. You know, it's, it's very easy to sort of compartmentalize those things. And we have that, we have that, that sort of luxury. And it's so like, I think it's an interesting, we have a much more a bigger opportunity to explore those other alternatives. Speaking of the health thing and the meaning of life, you know, one of the things that gets real dialed in there, um, if you, if you're following 
the health bros is routine yeah. is super important. Yeah. Waking up at the same time, going to sleep at the same time, eating oh, at yeah. the same time. Also, it's just very good. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical. It's really good for your gut health, actually, to do all of those yeah. things. Yes. Um, yeah. But that being on a very regimented schedule, uh, a little bit harder to be spontaneous, a little bit harder to be present because you, there, you have to do a lot of planning. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you ever have any conflicts with that? Like, do you, is that or something that you think about? Well, I, it, you know, you mentioned like how one of your bigger weakness points was like maybe a diet uh, angle. That would be one of my bigger weaknesses getting into those routines. Cause I think, I mean, in general, like I've, I've been someone who's very easily distracted in life and tempted by sort of dopamine hits. And um, I think getting into those routines is just something that I couldn't even comment on because it's so other than like the gambling routine that I've sort of developed, uh, Every, everything else in my life is pretty just like is is not even close <laughs> so you know it's it's i think it's it's something that i can't i haven't even given myself a chance to experience in terms of like getting to bed at the same time like that's such a pipe dream it's like getting the same amount of hours sleep is just like I, I couldn't even imagine so but like i've heard that basically guys who could do that that just ends up freeing up that decision you know or, or even that like thought of like what you need how you need to, like once it gets like all in there there's no more there's just well, no I, time I, for other I, thoughts. I do do that i do yeah. i mean i wake up my alarm actually funny enough it's daylight savings time right now so i woke up this morning at 4 15 in the morning because yeah. that my alarm yeah. normally goes off yeah. at 5 15 you know yeah. like that's just my body is you're five programmed. you're a 5 15 bro so when i moved into this house my wife was concurrently also getting a job and she works across the state line and we live in St. Louis. So she works in Illinois because they yep. pay better, okay. but it means she gets up super early. She, she works, she's a speech language pathologist. So she works with older folks and older folks are more alert and more at it and everything in the morning, especially okay. she wakes up super early, drives 45 minutes to work. And I realized pretty early on could do two things. Cause we had, you know, we have dogs and everything like the house gets started I could either be the guy yeah, who goes there. back to bed, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> or I could go play video games yeah. or I could like use that time. And so I started just going to the gym. Right. Very mature. So now, Very mature. So now I get, I get up and I go to the gym at five fifteen yeah. in the morning. So you are, I, I mean, do. that is like a lot of, you know, you read any of these tech bro, you know, health guru types, that's like the go-to move, right? The wake up early and the you gym, know what? the meditate Those tech bros, they might yeah. be huge douchebags, but yeah. they are so right. You I get mean, up and you yeah. start your day with a hard workout and yeah. you get a coffee and you're, and you're, it's eight o'clock and you've just like done more than most people are going to do in a right. day. You feel yeah. as good as you could possibly feel. I, I would have to say one of the, the those moments of like, you know, learning for me is like, once you get that routine of feeling good about doing the right thing, it's hard to stop. It's like addictive, right? You yes. feel, you feel like you're just like a, you're doing the right thing. You've, you've, you've set out a goal, you are accomplishing something and you just feel good physically, you know, like you, you just feel better. And it's like, it's the simplest thing you hear all the time. But I think, I think that's definitely been one of the big realizations that I've had the past couple of years. Like the gambling world has, has been such a up and down uh, questionable uh, influence in my life in terms of the mental health, in terms of, you know, obviously great, you know, it can, it can be great money, can be bad money, but it's, it's been questionable benefit to my life. I don't know if like I've ran my life again, I would definitely like if I had a kid or I do have a kid, but like if, if I wouldn't tell her to get to be a gambler, I definitely would not, but no, I would definitely no, say, I, definitely wouldn't. I would definitely say, you know, develop a, a really strong health routine, consistent, all those things that's going to pay so much dividends in just the way you're living your life. And it's like, I almost feel silly saying it because it's like, it's so obvious and it's been said so many times, but it's, it's a really great, it is. I just want to reiterate how good of a feeling it is once you have like done it and accomplished that. Routine. It's, it's the it's the number one advice i would tell to anyone oh for sure is, yeah. is to is to do i mean and again i i can say i do do that now the diet yeah. again like dude i yeah. fucking love some takeout like uh, i'm 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 getting vietnamese food on a sunday to watch shit on my couch i i did i had a weight loss bet yeah um i lost, heard your like, results are pretty good yeah yeah i i crushed it uh, I'm back. I'm already back up like eight pounds or whatever, oh, you know, really? because, because yeah. the, 
the that discipline actually did not feel that good to me. It's it, not, it, that's, I've had weight loss bets before too. And it isn't real. Like I've started to realize it's not real discipline. You know what I mean? It's like, it's incentivized discipline where that doesn't yeah. oh, like the dude. Buddha, the Buddha yes. would not agree with the incentivized discipline. You know, like, I have never heard anyone put it that way, but you're right. Yeah. It is totally, it is not, it is not discipline from within. It is, right. it is external discipline. It is discipline, it is discipline being um, like, put on, like, put on. Yeah, imposed you. upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's something that I've sort of gotten away from. Like I used, I've been trying to like lose weight from a, uh, and I used to do it like if I'm like, oh, I want to get down a certain weight and I start ca- counting calories and I'd be really like diligent about it. But I'm like, well, first of all, that's an unsustainable way of living. And I'm like, I just got to get on this mindset of like, you just have to be, you know, that's where real discipline comes into. It's like routine and just general, you know, your life just has to evolve towards that. That end, end, that end. is that is very yeah. good advice. The more like if you just are like, you know what, I'm not having uh, an Italian sub for lunch. I'm going to make yeah. I'm going to make three eggs and some bacon like I'm yeah, actually going to have you that. You have to have a mental bed. awareness of all of these decisions and, and be able to balance them. So oh. definitely a tough one. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, I, maybe you're not this way, but I'm really an instant gratification guy. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. I am. So yeah. lifting weights is like, okay, I go and lift weights. I feel good. I, I broke a sweat. Like that's immediate. Like, it's like my, my muscles feel sore. Like I like that. Yeah. You, you get no immediate gratification from losing weight. Not in fact, you no, get the opposite. You, you get, get opposite. you get immediate dissatisfaction. You get that. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a long arduous process that it's like, we're talking months before you could even start feeling good about yourself about those decisions. So that's like, that's a tough one to, uh, to really wrap your head around. It's so easy to give in to those instant gratification moments. Sugar, man, sugar is sugar is the devil, you know, people sugar, are, people sweets, are, just carbs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not anti-carb. I'm not uh see that's maybe is Brian is Mr. Johnson. Very anti-carbohydrate. I wouldn't say he's anti I, he's, you know, he, he just has a, an approach of like, just make sure every calorie makes sense, you know, in terms of what you're eating, like that's make such it, good. That's such yeah. good advice. Just, yeah. it just, it's good. They, they should have to fight to get into your body. Like it, there has to be a, a real backed up reason and <laughs> it can't just be convenience. You want to <laughs> know, not... you want to know what's gross. I actually, chicken and rice is delicious to me. Like people yeah, are sure. like, Oh dude, bodybuilding diets. It's like, no chicken and rice is fucking, that, there's a reason protein, every yeah. culture has a chicken and rice is like it's staple. Like every culture, doesn't matter where they are on earth, doesn't matter, you know, what what confluence um they're at, everyone eats chicken and rice. Yeah. And if I mean if you are one of the type, if you're the type of person that can like eat the same thing, if you're like one of those, like I, I'm pretty sure Overset does that. Like oh yeah, yeah it's he like does. he seems to eat if you're one of those guys that can eat the same fucking thing every day of your life, you've just that's the biggest cheat code for health. It's like you're just gonna win. It's just so such an unfair advantage. <laughs> I had do not have that. <laughs> it's true. I got okay. So I actually this is my this is my last thing, okay. um, because it because it relates to us. It's uh, as we were thinking about you know when when do you call it quits and no one can yeah. ever call it quits. Yeah. So I just listened to this eight part podcast about Hernan Cortez and his conquering of the Aztecs. Right. Okay. So you might think, dude conquered the Aztecs. He was rich. He had everything he could have ever wanted he took over the the literal land of gold and milk and honey right this dude and all the people who came with him basically died fighting each other in court more more or less you know because they they were like they they it was not enough it was not enough to have conquered and wiped out basically half of mesoamerica they needed more they had to not give up they could not give up an additional inch yep they they went on more it's a sickness yeah, it's a they sickness. Each other. Yeah. Oh my god, and I mean, I see it all the time. Everywhere I look, is it's like that. So you know, I'm 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 here to try to ask the question and help, and like and and work with anyone who's willing to listen to break free of that sort of insatiable desire that we have been bred and born with. So, what is your plan for <laughs> the Meaning of Life podcast? Um, I think I'm just going to try to do as much sort of. I, this kind of sounds cheesy, but like. I don't have a better way of putting it is more like more or less inspirational content for like kind of quick hit, you know, Instagram reels, YouTube videos, those types of things. Oh my God, dude. Do you want to talk about something that will ruin your life? Instagram reels, Instagram reels will ruin your life. No, the dopamine hits are, I'm, I'm, I'm already very well aware, but I think it's a good way to sort of, you know, get, 
your vibe out there. And um, so that's sort of my first idea. And then I'm probably going to try to do podcasts like this long form with interesting people, good conversations, probably a lot of bring a lot of gamblers on um, and talk like this, like we're talking because I think it's, especially in the gambling world, I don't hear too many people talking about like these types of problems much more. No, they just want to, they just want to talk about, about their inputs, about their sim inputs. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, hopefully I'll I'll have, have, I don't have anything like actually concrete yet to, to promote, but keep an eye out for it. If you're, if you're paying attention, I, uh, I will, I will retweet it. I will, uh, I will get it. I will, I will make sure people know where to find it. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for, thank you for coming on. Thank you for chatting. We, uh, you know, thanks for having me. I talking about talking about the meaning of life and uh and and answering nothing and just sort of uh you know self self fellatioing in in the yeah. process of doing is like really my favorite thing. So it's great. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it's, it's the best. good because there's there there is no answer. So it's just that's that's just as good. Yeah. Uh <laughs> hey, anyone, I I've give I've done this for a couple people in in Discord and Slack, but if you're like, all right, I want to get in a routine, I want to start exercising, I don't know what to do, DM mm-hmm. me. I will send you a chat GPT generated beginner <laughs> workout schedule that I've sent to a couple of people and they're like, it's good. I like it. It works. So DM me and I will, I will hook you up and uh, I'll be back next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.